Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Draw Knives podcast, the podcast hosted by me, Matt, and Bernard, where we recap last week's episode of Top Chef. Bernard, how are you? I'm good, Matt. Uh, I have so many thoughts. I, can I just start off by saying... He's coming in hot, everyone. Favorite episode so far this year. Really? Favorite episode so far this year. And I will go into why, but um, I have many thoughts about this episode. Um, It was good. It was good. I have some thoughts as well. Uh, I don't know if it was my favorite, but I have... It was good. Well, I'll go into why uh, in a, in a, in a, in a, as we go through it. But um, it starts off with, uh, as we knew it would happen, because we've seen in the season previews, they were going to finally have um, Carrie Brownstein and Fred Armisen, the co-creators uh, of Portlandia. Um, but before then, we got after the uh, stew. We have the stew room really right, right before then, uh, post-elimination of Sarah, who um, uh, Shoda and Gabe both thought that she would be the win person who won the entire thing so they were really blown away by her leaving and dawn feels bad about sarah leaving it gets very emotional and uh my thoughts uh maybe come up with this earlier dawn so she don't screw your team over you know that would be my thought uh i don't think she screwed her team over but that's my own hot take i mean i think dawn's great i'm just saying when you're working in a team setting and it's a progressive menu it is important to communicate well with your teammates yeah but i think sarah went home because she made the worst dish it's not because of like sure that's that's the argument those are that's the argument for people who would you know i disagree with that uh just because she's on your team no because i I think that chris which uh part of the reason i love this episode is because chris finally went home um but uh yeah no i i uh uh, I'm kind of joshing Dawn, but like she seems very upset about Sarah. Lee. Yeah, be mad at Chris. Don't be mad at Dawn. Uh, no, notice they're just in this room. Chris was not interviewed because I think all of them were sort of like avoiding eye contact with him because they all knew he should have been the one that goes home. Uh, anyway, I think that's like- the problem of I don't think they should do it by like who made the worst dish that day. I think that makes it always hard. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think that's what they, they being the judges uh, yeah. would argue is what you do. But like, I don't know. I, I think that there's, uh, you know, it's uh, for me, I, I, I mean, maybe she made the worst dish all day. But when you look at the cumulative effect of it, I just think Chris making pasta again and not. But anyway, we'll talk about that as we go on because he again makes pasta this week. Uh, for the quick fire, uh, Carrie Brownstein and Fred Armisen of Portlandia come in and are the guest judges. The this thing that they are uh, uh, tasked with doing, the chefs are to create a dish that features hipster ingredients like hemp oil, almond flour, non-cow milks, kombucha, um, and can only use vintage equipment, so like electric stoves, no fire. Um, it's a, it's sort of a ridiculous uh, idea uh, and and challenge, but this is sort of like a classic. Uh, this is just something you do have to do in Top Chef. You have to get through these little funny, weird challenges. Um, the you know they all made very interesting. Everyone gets to sort of think about a little bit of like what what defines hipster, right? And um, Gabe came up with a Portland sausage. Uh, which is a purple yam he braised in kombucha, crispy yam skins, and purple uh, cauliflower. And he hassled back to them, which, I, do you know how what that actually means? Mm-hmm. Um, so some people, <laughs> you just tell, like, Kurt Brown scenes, I was like, I don't know what that is. And just where you cut, like, in, you know, you cut 
not all the way through we slice through you cut through halfway through most people place two chopsticks on the side of whatever item they're chopping yes 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 um anyway uh gabe did really well um the but but the the people that uh did badly were the bottom of maria sorry of jamie and chris um jamie made a dumpling uh that was very chewy and chris uh was salty and it fell short on texture uh, top was Gabe, uh, Maria. Maria had done a, like a take on uh, like tomato soup. Um, Maria's starting to really uh, gain some steam. Yeah, yeah. This, so she just did, she does today like this this episode two soups in a row, um, but they really like this uh, this uh, first uh, first uh, challenge uh, soup. Dawn makes a cornbread that they she makes in like a like a corn cob mold um and it was fun to eat uh you know they really enjoyed it is a fonio bread which is like this specific kind of grain um with pancetta jam and pear butter and goat butter um and dawn wins and she wins 15 extra minutes in the next challenge uh the elimination challenge this week uh guest judges of dale talde and richard blaze um, Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. So we know how I feel. Uh, I, 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 you know, the elimination challenge is, and I love this challenge, which is it's you have to create and develop a recipe that's rep, that's replicable in ninety minutes, and write it for a non-chef to understand. So, like a home cook. Yeah, which no, already I, I was like, none of these, truly none of these, are like for a home cook, a home cook. Anyway, <laughs> well, so yeah, agreed, agreed that like they even with that sort of knowledge they still all sort of went too far over uh, in terms of interpreting that. Um, but I love this challenge. You know, chefs need to be able to write a recipe well for a cookbook, which um, both Dale as well as Richard have um, cookbooks. And, and, but they also need to write a kitchen for their own people who work in their kitchen. You know, the, the metric for uh, a great restaurant is whether they can replicate the exact same dish many, many times over in, in a single night or single service. Um, you know, uh, it's very clear that Gabe has a advantage in this because he was like part of a, res- a, t- a test recipe team mm-hmm. uh, for the Noma pop up in Mexico. And I was like, right away, I was like, oh, he's going to do great in this. He's going to do, he knows exactly what to do here. Um, they went and pick up their, they ordered their items. They go pick them up at Whole Foods, which is funny because last week they actually went into the Whole Foods. So I was confused what happened. Um, so during the first day of cooking, Chris decides to make a sorghum gnocchi. And we as an audience instantly realize we can just stop playing the episode because he's definitely punched the ticket home. Uh, mm-hmm. He even says he thinks that the all-star panel will cook these recipes. He knew that and still chose to do a pasta, which he's been dinged for very hardly twice. Um, I, I wrote this note down. This must be his version of cutting. You know, like he just... Has he cannot see past the idea of doing possibly like, nothing else entered his mind. Um, they all have issues, but I was like right away. I was like, oh, Chris is definitely going home. There's no, I can just, I can just uh, look up on Google later. Who, but who else did badly? But I'm sure Chris went home. Um, Byron, he makes a dish with a zillion elements. Maria, apparently everything just goes in a big pot. But um, yes, but they liked it. The next day, it turns out, yes, that's true. Uh, Chris was correct that the Top Chef alum panel uh, will, in fact, be the recipe testers. 
And Which was close. great, except yes. I have to say Kwame is driving me insane. Oh, why? I feel like he's trying so hard to be a TV personality. Yeah. As a judge, it's driving me insane. It's like the overzealous kid who like is overdoing it. Everyone else is like chill and like doing their part. And I'm, I really like yeah. Gregory's great. Melissa's great. I think Kristen, Kristen should be a full-time yes, judge. Yes. I, I, mean, I amazing. I, I agree with you that I, I, Kwame of the four of those chefs that were cooking was my least favorite person. I also don't like Richard Blaze. I know that he's your favorite, but I'm also love- like Richard's trying very hard. I love me some. I love me some Richard. Also, Blake. Dale's trying favorite. really hard too. It's really I could get rid of those. Three. I know. Okay. All right. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. Okay. Matt. Matt's coming in as hot as I am today. I mean, I, love it. I have a I lot of it. opinions on the host. On the host, but I think I think everyone else is really holding it down. But here's what I love about it. Right? They present them with the challenge, and then midway, they're going to test these recipes with all-star chefs. Right? Top Chef all-stars cooking alongside them and they're going to present simultaneously. I love that. I think that's a brilliant, it's simple, it's obvious. And it's like, it's fun to watch those guys chef cook too. So I was like, everything about this is like, it feels unique and top chefy, and I loved it. Yeah. Um, and that's one, the main reason I love this dish. So I love this uh, specific episode and this specific challenge. Um, so Gabe had Gregory testing um, he had a banana leaf steamed black cod with crispy skin and salsa veracruzana. Um, that went very well. He ended up winning. Um, Shoda had kwame testing. He had soy braised pork belly with turnip puree and pear salad. Uh, that went very well, although there was too much liquid to reduce for the sauce. Maria had crispy testing. I mean, again, that was a kwame, really? Really, Kwame? I mean, but it's true. I mean, it's true. Put it, it's just put, take a little out and then put a little, with, put a little in a pan. Yeah, but you want to, you know, you address the challenge from them. If which I they, know, they're supposed to. if I knew how to <coughs> solve the problem, then I mean, Kwame, we get. Don't try right. to like make it difficult. You think he was like kind of? I think for direction. each of them, for like, I don't don't think it was even just because it was Shoda. I think like he was right. like really trying to do the like well recipe. Yeah, and right. like making it difficult. Right, making but that's the, that's the limitation that they have, which is like you can, you're not supposed to infuse. It's not their dish. They're just cooking the recipe. So okay, Maria had Kristen testing. Kristen right away is like, "There's eight pounds of meat for six people. It sounds insane." Um, and she made a galina pinta, traditional Sonoran pork and bean and hominy soup. Um, everyone said it's delicious. It was a huge bowl of food, but everyone said it was very delicious. Okay, fine. Uh, Chris had Melissa testing and this is where like <laughs> I just knew I was like oh this is going to be so tough um, he didn't write the recipe in, he wrote the recipe in cups and not weight there's no description of how tight the dough should be and he didn't they didn't even mention in his recipe like whether you should add flour if you needed it but he made a sorghum gnocchi with green romesco braised dandelion greens and saucisson sec and they liked everything else except for the pasta which was raw um yeah, not good. Uh, Jamie had Gregory testing. It was a seared foie, brioche toast, blueberry compote, and black sesame. The, they didn't like the textural elements on that dish. They thought it was too sweet. Uh, Byron uh, had Kwame testing. He said the recipe is far no. too long. <laughs> I know. You're, you're going to dish on the, the, the It's Kwame every Kwame. time. Like, even like Jamie's, like the way Gregory was just like, 
don't like the way it tastes, but it was so easy to do. I right, like, right. That's the right. Well, judge. and I think what he's commenting on is he ended up with two people whose recipes were not well written. You know, um, uh, even though that they have elements are very good, but like you know, it's lucky that Kwame had like that they had people who are cooks. Like, what happens when you hand it to like you or me, which were not cooks? You know, right. that's the point they're trying to make. So the recipe is four pages long. Ingredients loss is ridiculous. The seafood stock has twenty ingredients in it. You know, Kwame is like, it's going to take three hours to do this the way that he wants to make it, not ninety minutes. Um, but he makes a steamed striped bass with seafood broth and beans. The judges are like for all the work that goes into this four page recipe, it's just not as good as it should be. Like all this work for this is what you get. Um, and then Dawn had Kristen testing and Kristen was very complimentary about how clear the recipe was. Right. It made a salmon with buttermilk sauce, gai lan, which is uh, Chinese broccoli and olive puree. Um, and Dawn top, even, didn't even change the recipe. Yeah, even though she, she was like, it was, too sweet. it was right on the money. Uh, yeah, she said the sauce, the buttermilk sauce was a little sweet. Uh, the top uh, was Maria, Shoda, Gabe, and Dawn. Um, they had all very complimentary things to say, but Gabe won, um, which he hadn't won since the Orchard Challenge, so he was very happy. Uh, the bottom was Jamie, Byron, and Chris. You knew Jamie wasn't going home because it all tasted right. It was just texturally off. And, and Byron um, really... It was just overcomplicated, but it wasn't badly made and it didn't taste bad. It, was, it just wasn't. As we good. knew it was Chris from. It was Chris from, from day like one. literally like ten minutes in. I was like, "Oh, Chris is going on this week." Um, so Chris is out. Uh, then we go to uh, LCK where he has to face off against Sarah. The challenge is that Tom is going to race one of these Ugh. BMWs. BMW cars. They've been Nothing was all. worse. It was a very Tom featured episode. Yeah, and, and it's him like, and he's worse than Kwame. No, he's not worth a toy. It's his yes, show. He is. It's his show. So anyway, so Tom has to race ten times around this track and then come back to the kitchen, and they so they don't know how long it's going to take them to complete this dish. It's sort of like that's sort of this unknown factor because depending on how fast or slow he's going. Um, Chris made a halibut with seafood and pepper broth with fennel oil, and Sarah made a beer uh, beef braised turnips with pickled nori and shiitake mushrooms. Chris goes home. I'm so happy. Um, I couldn't have been happier. Uh, I just smiled and was uh, thrilled. Um, so they, like, I liked it because it was like all cooking. It was like, you know, you went home for the things that were important to go home for. Um, and he, I think Chris is, is talented, not at pasta making, uh, but he's talented and, uh, I hope the best for him, but he, it was time for him to go. And I agree with Sarah from LCK saying that, she should, he should have gone home the week before. We will disagree. You and I will disagree about that, but whatever. Um, our fantasy. Well, no, I think he should have gone home, but I think like under their rules. No, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so our fantasy. Uh, it is still you out by a far, fair margin, but I feel good about where we're at. Um, you have 180 and you have four chefs left. You have Shoda, Jamie, Don, and Maria. And I have 112 points. I only have Sarah, Gabe, and Byron. But I feel really good about Sarah, Gabe, and Byron. Um, I think Sarah and Gabe could get you a lot of points. Yeah, I think so too. Um, depending on, you know, how much... But if Gabe goes out next week, then you're just, you're toast. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, that's going to be rough if that's the case. Um, if Gabe or Byron, out. really, it's just, it's hard to win enough points. Yeah, you really have to assume. I didn't look at what the previews for next week, but I was like, I'm really hoping it's one of... Yeah, no, if Rhea it's Byron, and, it's going to be... Because yeah. it's not going to be Jamie, because Jamie, we know, based on my 
We still haven't gotten to the point where Jamie has. That, Once you that, see those yeah, three yeah, yeah. doors, or you see. Was uh, Maria in that shot with her? You know what? I need to go look at the footage. I will do that after this and let you know. Yeah. See, now I'm nervous. It's Byron. Yeah. I didn't. I have not seen Byron in any of the later footage. Yeah. So it might be Byron. Uh, which would mean either, I, my guess is I think next week is the last week of LCK. I think that's correct. So if that's, if, if I'm guessing correctly, then that means. And then if Sarah I, comes back in, then you're good. You're yeah, good yeah, yeah. Because you'll start I, having top I feel like I, if I'm able to go into the last like five or four with Gabe and Sarah or, or Gabe, two people of the Gabe, Sarah, Byron, which are only three, but I really feel like if I have Sarah and Gabe back in, I feel like that's going to be good. Yeah. Um, uh, did you like this episode, Matt? I'm sorry. I, I, I loved had too it. much coffee, so I felt... No, like- I love this episode. I just... Um, the guest hosts are really uh, really getting to me. What? <laughs> I'm, seeing really, a lot really... of, I'm seeing a lot of Tom, and I don't like Tom. You don't uh, hate Tom, though, do you? No, I hate Tom. No, you don't hate Tom. Tom's going to so, at some point be on our, our show and you're going to be like, okay, I like Tom a little. He's fine. No, I, d- I don't think I do. And that's okay, Tom. I don't need a career in Top Chef. I can dislike you. Okay. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. I think, he, I think he's, I think he's but terrific. Padma, Padma, I love you. You're our you, queen. Do I you love still feel, Gail. <laughs> do you still feel after this week that Dawn is still the favorite in your head? Yeah. Yeah, I even looked at power rankings, and most of them have her as number one. I, you know, I, especially looking at the plate of food she created for the elimination, like she, I don't know. I, I, What's I up with your uh, your dislike of Dawn? I don't dislike Dawn. I just don't think she's as. I mean, for me, it's always about like you don't like track think, stars. <laughs> no, I think I think she's terrific. I just think if I'm if I'm saying like, do I think she's better than Gabe or Sarah? No, I do not. Really? Yeah. No. Interesting. I think she's on par with Sarah. I think she's actually better than Shoda. Really? That, yeah. That feels... That, she, that's a, she's getting better a, every week. That is a hot take right there. That is scorching hot. I know. Hot. I know. This is, a, this is the jam-packed episode. Ooh, I, am, I don't even know how to respond to that. Um, no, I've always stated from the beginning, she's a reason why she's my first pick. I think Sarah is the most talented chef in this competition. Um, but as we all know, Top Chef does not crown um, the best chef every every year. I think there's many examples. Hashtag of this Nina Compton. Yeah, Nina Compton's example of someone who I think the majority of fans and you know her post Top Chef experience, along with Nicholas Elmy, who won that season. I think everyone. Nick, who exactly? That, yeah, I no think one you, even knows. exactly. I think that there are some people that just go, "Okay, she's terrific." Um, but yeah, no, I think that there's, I mean, like Joseph Flame, who I love, uh, you know, I would, you know, Adrian did a really great job that year, you know, and I think she has just as much chance to win that year as well. So oh, anyway, Adrian. yeah, forgot about, forgot about that. Season. She was the, like, she couldn't season all season and then she gets, oh, that was finals. also Carrie's seed season. Yes. That was the Carrie. Oh, season. and Fatima's season. Yes. The Fatima season. And that was the, uh, also the, the, um, that was like the bears. Remember they she, had Fatima is Sasto. honestly is is the greatest Top Chef contestant there ever will be. I think. Yeah, my favorite thing about Fatima was when she um, she talked about how she was. Remember they made the campfire meal. Oh, I, and then when she was like when she was like she I don't. made cake. She made cake in a campfire in a like. I was like the fact that she's loving on a 
another contestant was really cool. And when she um, when she was like, I don't camp. It was my favorite. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. she's no, my fa- favorite. Fatima is amazing. And she won fan favorite, I believe that that be yeah. year. Yeah. Um anyway, okay, looking forward to next week. Yeah. Uh, I mean anyone's game. Anyone truly anyone's how game. How confident are you that you're going to win our fantasy? Um, if Nelson or Gabe go out next week, then pretty confident just because I'll be racking up. I not don't Nelson, think I'll, I don't not Nelson, Byron or Gabe. Nelson's being eliminated. Oh, I forgot. I, I, no, no, no. I just, I, yeah, yeah, you're I inferred, you know, yeah. no offense to those two chefs. They're my least favorite. So like to me, the, to me, like to me, if you're not, if you're not like Shoda, Jamie, Dawn, Maria, you're not like my favorites. And so your name's blend. I, I got to tell you, like, I, as, as much as I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Maria's food, I will tell you, she's every week, man. She's unbelievable. She's unbelievable. Uh, unbelievable. She's, if, just, she's so much fun to watch on TV. She, they really need to, she needs to have her own show. She's like, so entertaining. Gabe, I forget about Gabe every episode. I go, he's still here? Yeah, he hasn't no because offense he's, to Gabe. he's just he's just in the corner and he's just gonna cook really he's good. He's just sauces. a pleasing, nice guy. Yeah. So but if Gabe or Byron, uh also because Gabe, I was like, I was confusing with Gabriel, same name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if either of those go out next week, I think that I might just rack up enough my, my points that'll be hard. My guess is it's Maria next week. Interesting. If it's Maria, then I think it is anyone's game depending on who comes out on top. Like if all of my chefs, if Don and Shota are always in the top two, but never don't win the thing or don't, right, you know, right. if they make the finals, um, I can rack up enough points that it might yeah. work out. So I'm we'll really see. just, I just really want to get to a point where the final is like anyone could win. I, I, I don't like it where it's like we go into the final episode and I'm already like, and uh, yeah, Matt, just send me the ice creams you want because I have to buy these now. Yeah. That'll um, be so exciting. No, not that it'll be. I hope I want that too. You know. So uh, no, we don't want that. We want it to get to the end. No, no, no. Very, I want it. Oh, to you want be the a, excitement? Yeah, yeah, I like excitement. Excitement's yeah, good. Yeah. You did a um, really. You did a very, very good job drafting. I think this was. This, it's also the most fun when it's like goes back and forth. But you're you've been in the lead for a few weeks here now. So you know, um, I trust my instincts, and my instincts are not white people. Wow. Okay, Matt. And good I, to know I, for future for future drafting. Yeah. Um, all right. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye.